Hey there! Welcome to the Cheerful by Choice podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Taggart, and we're going to talk about all the things that make up happiness and how you can create more happiness in your life. Let's make those happy endings starting today. Welcome in. It's so good to be here with you again. Now, let's get right to it. Why would you want to listen to the Cheerful by Choice podcast today? Why this episode? Well, today we're going to talk about my favorite principle that has made the biggest difference to my personal life ever. Oh, I'll tell you about this story. How this principle showed up for me is called the chunking chunk. The chunking principle, okay. <laughs> uh, the chunking principle comes from uh, the hierarchy of needs based on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. But here's the story of what happened with my life. There was a time I had four babies all at once. I brought quadruplets home from the hospital. I had two little boys already at home. And my oldest was four years old. He just turned four years old. This was pretty traumatic for him to have four new babies in the home all at the same time. And so we didn't know at the time that he has a little bit of autism in him. And this is kind of like it triggered his autistic tendencies. But at the time, I didn't know that that was a factor. And so he completely shut down and stopped talking to anybody. He wasn't a big talker before. I just figured, you know, People, some people think more before they speak, and he's observant. He has all these great qualities, and maybe he just didn't feel like talking. He could when he wanted to. We just had to be really patient for it. But when these guys, with these other babies came home, he stopped talking altogether. I wanted nothing more in the whole world than to have my four-year-old boy talk to people. It weighed so heavy on my heart. It just ate up all of my, I mean, I had all these other kids that I had to worry about too, but nothing compared to my concern for my oldest boy not talking. And I thought he's never going to be able to have any relationships. He's never going to be able to fit in in society. He's going to have such a hard, sad life. And it saddened me so much. Getting emotional about it. So I decided my goal was to help him overcome whatever this was. And I, I stressed over it and I prayed over it until one day when I realized, and at the same time, like I'm going to college at the same time, right? We just did. That's another story. So I'm sitting in one of my psychology classes and we're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which basically says you have a foundational principle that supports the next one and so on until you get to the top of this pyramid, for lack of better description. And then you're able to have self-actualization. That's what they call it. And you're happy and you go out and serve and give because you're just at peace and you're capable to do all these things because you're in like self-actualization phase. And that's the super simplified version of it. So anyway, I looked at this hierarchy of needs 
and I was thinking about my son and what I wanted his needs to be fulfilled, how I wanted his needs fulfilled, right? And in the middle, the middle piece of the hierarchy is belong. I wanted nothing more than for him to feel like he belonged and to contribute and be a part of a group, a society, community, our family. Just think about all those different places that you feel like you don't really belong, but you do. You totally belong where you are. You're here on purpose for a purpose. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you don't believe it, it's still true. It's a fact, okay? And so I was thinking, I want him to believe that he belongs and to really feel like he belongs. And for that to happen, he has to communicate with people. Most of the time, verbally is required for that. But I recently learned that people in a coma who are completely, well, not coma, that's a different story. People who are paralyzed can still communicate by blinking or looking at their, um, looking a different direction. And they have an alphabet set up for people who are in the situation where they cannot even use their arms or their legs or talk because they're paralyzed. And they, they do all this focused effort to communicate because it's so important. Anyway, so I'm looking at this hierarchy of needs and thinking of my son and how much I want him to communicate and what is missing. This is, this is the principle. What's missing to support that level of belonging? And you chunk down. Okay, so what's missing to support that level? And you chunk down. And then what happened for him, this is when I wrote my book and created, I didn't actually write the book, but I created the frame formula at that time, which is now in a book, is the frame formula, because that is how we got him to communicate with us and to be able to understand each other and participate and belong. And so this chunking down and creating the frame formula, we got to the bottom level, the very basic foundational level. What do you need? You need shelter, you need food, you need safety. He didn't feel safe because of all the craziness going on around him, he didn't feel safe. And he didn't know where his food was coming from because in all of this craziness, we had people helping us. We'd say, okay, our neighbor's gonna bring us dinner on this day. And the next day, the kids would be taken somewhere else to eat. And he never knew, I knew there was a plan. It was totally structured and everything, but I never considered telling my four-year-old the plan. I didn't think he needed to know. I thought that he just would be fed and be happy, but it mattered to him. He didn't feel safe. So as we're looking at our goals and our priorities, what is it that's missing? What can we chunk down to support our goal? What can we chunk down to that one to support what's missing there? Until you get to something that you're, you're able to simply simply you got to keep it simple and not overcomplicate it i've had so many years of practice overcomplicating things when we overcomplicate it it's just it doesn't help but we chunk it down the chunk it down principle all the way down to the most simple step that we can take right now and so 
for my son, it was to know what's for dinner and to know where it's coming from or where it's going to be. Am I going to grandma's? Is somebody coming over here? Um, what's going on for dinner? Is it going to be peanut butter and jelly or is it going to be something gross with like mixed up stuff that's touching each other in the same spot? Ugh. And that was a big deal too. If you have kids, some actually some grown-ups are really particular about their food touching too, but that's, that was the simple step. All I had to do, and this is honest, completely hundred percent true. All, all I did was take a little post-it pad, a post-it note, and I wrote on it, dinner will be, and who's bringing it or who's making it? Am I going to cook dinner? Sometimes I cook dinner. We didn't always have dinner brought to us or taken out or whatever. Sometimes I cook dinner too. And so like three days in a row, I put it on the fridge and a little sticky. And I said, this is what we're having for dinner tomorrow. And this is where you're going. And I also put the time on there because that was helpful for him too. He was learning stuff. And I know he's only four, but he, he did know how to read already because that was one of our things, which is really weird because he could read, but he wouldn't talk. Because reading is an internal thing and talking is an extra. Anyway, he learned to read before he went to kindergarten. And that's another story too. You got to tune in for all my stories. I have so many stories. So that's why it matters because today, my son gave a talk in a church meeting. Now in our church, the way our church works is there's so many people in a neighborhood or an area. And then we have a bunch of different areas that group together and they have somebody over them, right? And then those areas are grouped together and somebody's over them. So we're all kind of cohesively individual, if that makes any sense. So it wasn't even in our personal meeting. He, uh, when he got done with his service mission, he went on a service mission and taught people how to use equipment and stuff as a volunteer. And so that's from our little group. And then we, he reported to the stake president, it's called stake president, who's over several groups, like eight or nine of them in our area. And he reported to the state president about how he did on his service mission. And uh, it's kind of like, welcome back. You're gonna return with honors and you got to report and make sure you really did a good job and how you feel about it and whatever. And so anyway, in that group, he reported to the whole stake leaders of like eight or nine has seven eight nine different smaller groups of wards and he's been invited to go to two other wards to speak and he spoke to all of us collectively at a conference where all of the adults were and when he was four years old he wouldn't talk to anybody he wouldn't talk to anybody and this is what happens when you chunk it down and you find the root and the simple steps. You can make a huge change. 
life-changing. I mean, that's pretty massive. My favorite, my favorite um, example, very dear and close to my heart, very amazing and miraculous. He would only meow at one point. I took him to the grocery store and I said, which ice cream do you want? Everybody wants ice cream, right? Everybody wants to choose their favorite flavor. He wouldn't talk to me. He pointed and meowed at it. Meow, meow. I thought, oh, this is a big problem. And so from that to speaking in front of strangers at a podium, at his own free will, and liking it, okay? What kind of goals do you feel stuck in? What if you took this principle of the chunk it down to your personal goals? Is it weight loss? Is it balancing your home and family work life? Is there a relationship? It work, this principle works everywhere. And as we're creating happiness, all of these pieces play a part in our ability to choose to be happy. And the most important thing is to know you can change things. You can choose. And you're not stuck there forever. You can change. If my son can speak like he does now, and he is so fun. He's so witty. He's got the audience all laughing at him and it, with him, not at him, but at his jokes. <laughs> he's so great. And he's got a built-in one. He's over six feet tall. And most people in our area are less than six feet tall. And he's a good chunk taller. I think he's probably six foot six now. He's still growing, I think. But uh, the next person comes up and he's only five nine. And so he gets up there and he says, okay, get all the tall jokes done with, you know, and then the next person comes up. Well, I'm not tall. He's just puts everyone at ease. He's, he's so good at it now. And it's because it all started with the chunk it down principle. And yeah, I'm a mom and I'm bragging on my kid. And I love that he does this. But I don't tell you to brag about it. I tell and share this with you in hopes to give you the encouragement that you might need, that it is possible. Miracles do happen and you can create one. You can have one of your own. What, what might happen? Just imagine, what if you took a chunk it down to that relationship that's struggling? What if you took the chunk it down principle to organizing your home? Oh my goodness. Miracles can happen. Okay. I think we're about out of time today. Thanks for being here. Remember you're worth it because you are. See you next time. Thanks for being here on the Cheerful by Choice podcast. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.